If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. In five, four, three. <laughs> I had a grain of rice left <laughs> as soon as I got Man, to- <laughs> you came out the blocks. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Let's Ooh, try I one mean, that rice time. was like, let me tuck in right here. It went down the side. Oh, no. I thought I was swallowed all. And that rice was like, no, nah, you forgot me. I uh, said, nope. Okay. Here we go. And <laughs> Four, three. What up, y'all? Welcome to Here's the Thing. I'm Kevin Austin. She's... That chick AJ. Welcome to another podcast banger, episode. Banger, smash banger, that like banger, button. Smash that notification button. Bangers, bangers, bangers. All 2021. Church announcements real quick. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Arizona. You guys were great this week. And this coming week, we are in Denver, Denver Colorado. The last dinosaur, he's my friend and a whole lot more. Is it, uh, what's his name, Denver? His name was Denver. Uh. Denver this week, Chicago sold out. The next week, Washington, D.C. is sold out. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota, sales absolutely stink there. Probably going to be off the list. <laughs> two, I'm going to tell you the you two cities that I'm folks. not even threatening. I'm dead serious. And I'm not even like, this is not reverse marketing this is just the truth. Okay. When they sell this poorly, I'd be like, y'all don't want I'm me. Not doing it, right? And it's not that I'm just not coming to that city. I'm just going to replace that city with a city that does want me to come. Uh-huh. So, it. Minneapolis, you you are stinking it up. <laughs> uh, St. Louis, easily replacing you. Detroit, St. easily. St. Louis doesn't do well. No, we did St. Louis. Oh. No, I'm saying I'm replacing St. Louis with Minneapolis. Okay, put it. Okay, yeah. Got Minneapolis, it, got you're it. more than likely out. So, come out this time. Oklahoma City, you are out. Every year, <laughs> you are out. Why do they keep booking you there if it's not going well? Because it shows up on my my numbers as a as a city of interest. Ah, but when it comes time for those people to purchase tickets, they don't do it. Tulsa, I've done way better in Tulsa mm. than I have Oklahoma City. More than likely, all of you will be going to Dallas uh, or not coming. <laughs> so just know that of the cities left, those you guys are just stinking up the joint, and that's okay because really, right. I'm just thinking of the joint. All right, we've got a hodgepodge of things to talk about Wait today. Wait a minute, we got to make sure people know. I know the Patreon knows, but we don't have Joshy with us today. Oh, I didn't say it? You oh, said I it. said it before Pro- we started. Yeah, yeah, Josh Joshy is not was, here. He was being rich. He stayed in Arizona to play golf. To play golf. I mean, that nothing sounds bougier. You know what, guys? I'm going to stay back, play some golf in Scottsdale. He woke up this morning, right? Seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. While we were going to the airport, he texts us a video of him opening a truly. Oh, I completely missed the video. You did? Yeah. Oh, he had his golf hat on, his polo shirt, oh, and he opened so up a truly. What is a truly? A truly is like white claw. It's like a hard uh, seltzer. Oh. So we got Cam behind the mic on the ones and twos. If you do hear a voice chime in, this is our good friend Cam. Uh, he works here at the studio. Longtime friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. There's Thanks, no Cam. camera on me. Sorry. You're There's just no cam voice. on Cam. But if he chimes in, just know that 
he is Maybe here. next time. If I do this for the future, possibly next there time. There you go. All right. All right. Let's talk about it. These are all over the place. That's the all The first right. thing, Comedy Central. Now, this is what the article is titled. This is not uh-huh. how we feel. Newsweek title says, Comedy Central caves to cancel culture, removes episode from the office lineup. Mm-hmm. The episode that they removed is Diversity Day. Diversity Day. That is top five episodes of The Office. Yeah. It is, it's a funny setup. Mm-hmm. It's a full-on amazing episode. Yeah. It makes sense within the characters uh, <laughs> what happened, but it probably hasn't aged well. Uh-huh. Right? I don't think you could have, and this is what I mean by this, you couldn't have written and shot and aired that episode today with the same freedom as they did. I think it aired in 2006. Let me see. First, first, first time. Really? That long uh, ago? Because it was in the first season of The Office, 2005. which is like... Aired in 2005? March 29th, 2005. So that's, was that 16 years ago? Shut up. Don't try to do math today. That makes me feel Is bad. that? No. Shut up. That is 16 I years ago. I know what it is. Wow. <laughs> So uh I was still in I was still in my twenties. <laughs> oh my god. That is the episode if you haven't seen it. Michael Scott. Uh Larry Wilmore is Mr. Brown, which is just perfect. Right. He comes as the uh, like an HR compliance like a compliance officer. Yeah. Um from corporate. And because Michael Scott has been making people feel uh embarrassed, he's been doing this Chris Rock routine. Routine, trying to sound like Chris Rock. And this exaggerated, like, black sense. One of the funniest parts is Kevin tries to do the routine and he messes it up. And watching Michael Scott get so frustrated (laughs) that Kevin is ruining someone else's joke. Someone else. Okay, this is not Michael Scott's joke. But in his mind, his retelling of Chris Rock's joke is only on par with Chris Rock. Right. Uh, he does say the N-word in there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Every time! <laughs> you want a cookie? Uh, and I must say, here's the truth, and I know you guys might be upset about that. There's a, an old saying that funny trumps offensive. That one. That, that one just, trumps it? That one, I can't, I wish I could tell you guys that I'm mad. Michael Scott doing it, I wasn't mad. Larry Scott, Larry David has an episode of Curb with Crazy Eye Killer, and he's like, "Are you my nigga?" Remember we? Had, oh, we had him. They haven't seen this episode yet, but we had Chris Williams was, was the yeah, guy. Uh-huh. He's like, "You my nigga," and Larry's like, "I'm your nigga." And I I hate myself, but I laugh. And Jackie Chan and Rush Hour. What's up, my nigga? Uh-huh. Just I'm sorry, blacks. I'm but, sorry. Does it just but, warm your heart? Oh, I don't warm my heart, but I just, I can't find myself getting mad. Uh. Because it's funny, and I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, I don't feel like you know. <laughs> I know, I know I should be like, it's wrong, and it is wrong. But uh. some things that are wrong are funny. That's why y'all never watch, if you guys ever saw the jokes that I laugh at on TikTok, TikTok is... You have a dark sense of humor. You have a very, like... You like offensive humor. Oh! (laughs) I think because there's so many things that I can't say, 
When no, I you see can. people, you choose. No, Angel, this stuff on TikTok, I can. I wouldn't <laughs> even think of these jokes. These young kids, it's like they don't care what happens in 10, 15 years. No, they don't. They think what's funny today. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole section of TikTok where, and I mean, like, okay, I don't know how to explain this, but. Oh, I want to see you. There's Try. people on TikTok with disabilities uh-huh. who have embraced their disabilities yes. for humor. These videos, I'd be like, oh, y'all are just. They just sound Y'all good. are so fun. And you can't get, nobody's making fun of them. They're making fun of it, their they situation. They are yeah. in, and it be like, whoo, this is wrong. <laughs> and you just, ha, And ha, I ha. just be like, snicker, They know snicker. people like you are going ah, to be laughing. Ah, I share some. I, I can't share with everybody. <laughs> I don't even share some with Melissa. I don't know what she will think of me. Uh, I share most of them with Patrick Cloud. Because he has e- even worse sense of humor I than me. I can believe it. This man, he everything that's dark and dark and deep and disgusting, he <laughs> loves it. So anyway, that sounds nasty. Uh, so, so Ren, are they cutting the episode because of the N word or the whole premise that, behind? There's 17 reasons why you can take that episode <laughs> off. Because what he does, it's that episode is against everyone. Asians, women. Oh, they make sure Martin they hit King, everybody. They hit when he, when Italians. he's talking to Kelly. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't even know if I can repeat it, but Kelly smacks him. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> I, what they're. But I feel like what they're trying to do, what the office was trying to do in the episode, is show how ignorant and I, white folk can be in the workplace and how uh, silly. Uh, corporate America uh, addressing race can often be, mm-hmm. especially for the people of color in the office. Mm-hmm. And I use people of color this time because in that episode, it was, it was literally... Ad- addressing a lot more than black people. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why it's so funny because it, a lot of times when it's satire and you're making fun of a thing, like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Not uh, not our generation. The one next. Is, who's that? Be, uh, uh, Generation X. Okay. No, that's before us. I'm, I'm talking about younger than us. Generation Zay Zay. Z. Okay, the older versions of Generation Z are mad at our generation mm-hmm. for not being mad at Robert Downey Jr. doing blackface in Tropic Thunder. Oh my God, it was so good. Robert Downey Jr. doing blackface in Tropic Thunder. It was so good. And I'm gonna tell you why. Be mad if you must. Here's why a lot of black people are not upset. The joke isn't on black people. No. The joke is on white people. Exactly. Or actors who Mm -hmm. think they're exempt from everything. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie is Robert Downey Jr. saying, you people. Uh And Brandon T. Jackson being like, what do you you mean, you people? (laughs) Right? I'm just a dude playing a dude Dude. disguised (laughs) as another another dude. dude. It works for a whole movie. Yes. Right? Because the joke isn't on black people. It's Mm -hmm. on, and that's the same thing for Diversity Day. However... I get why people are like, this, here, here's how I feel. Yeah, please. Comedy <laughs> is not only subject, subjective, the line of comedy is oh. ever-changing. Yeah, right? absolutely. What has happened with the internet is we have access to stuff that would have aged out otherwise. Right. Right? Like, if you watch All in the Family with... um Oh, my God, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker? Yeah. Yes. So, there's so many racist Dog! So that stuff is. is wild. Yeah. But it was a... At that time, mm-hmm. it wasn't wilded. And also, Archie Bunker, the joke is on people like him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a bigoted... He's a bigoted guy. idiot and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that stuff is, like, wild. Kings of Comedy, the jokes that Bernie Mac got away with 
in 2001 or 2000 when that came out, he couldn't do those jokes. So I think what has happened with the internet, stuff is archived and available that wasn't usually available. Absolutely. And comedy is safe. What is safe in 2005 isn't necessarily safe in 2001 or 2021. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with The Office is like, Nothing happened except time has changed. Oh, yeah. How people feel about stuff, you know, and some stuff you'd be like, you know, and we'd be, I'd be ashamed of what I used to laugh at, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what I didn't know until I found out that I didn't know it. Yeah. I know a lot of it is, is as we become more clear on the things that as a society we're doing wrong against different groups. Yeah. We then change how we, uh, well, at least comedians, I think, change how they approach comedy. Um, they become sharper at certain things. Yes. That doesn't mean that the audience didn't think it was funny back then when they were in the same mindset as the comedian. Yes. Like the audience in the comedians, comedians were all in the same mindset of, oh, these words um, aren't that offensive so it can be said and still be funny. Right. And then as we move forward, it's different. But I still think the thing that I find to be different than, say, Bernie Mac's uh, joke mm-hmm. on, he was making fun of said group in oh, yeah. his joke versus um, the office making the joke on the majority or the 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 white corporate culture. Yes, yes. That's, that's the only reason why I'm like, I, I get just to be on the safe side and not having to oh, deal yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing, but I do think there is a difference between when the joke is being made about the people that are um, marginalized yeah. versus making the joke on you who sees the marginalized person wrong. Absolutely. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I personally uh, love that episode, but I also understand why Comedy Central was just like, look, mm-hmm. we don't need it. And to be honest, there are some jokes in my stand-up time and in my YouTube life that have not aged well. Oh, yeah. I often go back and be like, you know what? Let me just private <laughs> that. I have that- <laughs> a joke. Um, and, and I can do part of the joke. I can't do the whole joke about uh, uh, being deaf. And there's a part of the joke that still works. It, mm-hmm. it works wonderfully. There's a, another part of the joke where it's just like, where you walk the line, but then you fall over. I fall over in it. And I'm glad somebody caught it. One of my fans was like, hey, 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 hey. This might not. I mean, that joke used to, it used to be my closer. It I used bet. to kill. I bet. And I was like, I'm going to have to kill it. Because <laughs> it's going to kill you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, you ain't going to see the light of day no more. Yeah. I might do the first part one day, but that other part, nah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, part of comedy uh, is to get up close to that line and walk it carefully. Mm-hmm. But with time, that line has changed by a mile, mm-hmm. miles and miles, um, and I'm just thankful that I have seen that episode. I don't know if it's available. And also, the other thing I is, I think it's available on Netflix. Is it still up on no, Netflix? No, no, it's off. It's off Netflix. Uh-huh. Now, all that stuff is on Peacock now. The thing that I can always be grateful for is I can almost watch that episode in my mind. <laughs> it is that I've seen it that many times. I can just I can play it right. The now. marathon episode or the the five k. Or oh 10K, that episode with the bleeding nipples, that's oh probably, and then the episode where Michael keeps getting a vasectomy and reversing oh, the vasectomy. Back forth, get, back forth, yeah, yes. back forth. <laughs> oh, Those snip, are probably. <laughs> and I love the, the marathon episode because the whole team was in on it, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it starts with him hitting Meredith with his car, yes, it ends in exercise, and that's why I also love Noom. 
Noom is an amazing exercise platform for people like me. And you know what the thing about people like me is? We're just honest. We're up and down. Okay, I have the best of intentions. I want to do right. I want to work out and lose weight, but I get off track. Did I say I was going to drink water all weekend? Yes. Do I have a strawberry lily koi from Hawaiian Sun? I do. And I had been doing so well. But, you know, I slipped off the track. Honestly, I did it on purpose. I can't even say I slipped. I said, mm, I like that drink. I will drink that now. And nobody's here to stop me. And Noom is there because it understands me. Noom is such an amazing place because when it comes to just losing weight, there's a lot of pressure to label foods good or bad. But that just creates unnecessary dilemmas. Right now, I was eating fried rice, chicken fried rice. I know I shouldn't probably be eating that. There was a healthier option. But here's what Noom says. Say, Kev, hey, man, if you want chicken fried rice, just don't eat the whole box. Okay? Get, eat in one corner. You know how the, the plates come in the, the big piece and then the two corners? Eat one corner, maybe two. Don't eat the middle part. That way you can have something that you, you know, not necessarily great for you, but you're not starving yourself and robbing yourself of things that you like. And that's why I like Noom. And it has me working out and enjoying my life. Look, my only goal is to look and feel better in my clothes. There's not a number on the scale. There's not a certain amount I want to lift. I just want to feel more comfortable in my clothes, and that's why Noom is there. You don't need rules to lose weight, just the knowledge and wisdom to help you be a smarter, help you build smarter and more sustainable habits. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach helps you unlearn bad habits and better understand your relationship with food. One size does not fit all with workout programs and hats. Let me tell you what. I got a head that one size does not fit all, okay? And I just want to sue some people because it's not true. And I'd be, I be buying those things, and I'd be giving myself a headache trying to wear them hats, squeezing my blood vessels out. And I'm glad Noom don't make me feel bad about that. 80% of Noomers finish the program, and over 60% have stuck with the goals for at least a year. No need to fear ruining the whole program with one off day. One lily koi and fried rice ain't going to kill you, okay? Neither will two. All you need to do is a daily 10-minute check-in. No grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day, okay? Here's what you're going to do. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash SK. SK. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash SK. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash SK. Once again, N-O-O-M dot com slash SK. SK. So all in all, are you okay with... Uh, Comedy Central. It was it, they removed it from the marathon. By the way, they were doing a marathon, marathon of the office of the office. They took it off. I still, I'm pretty sure that episode is still on Peacock because I just watched uh, it. I feel like when you're a corporation, you have to air on the air on the safer side yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can understand, like if if there's a fence that can be taken, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. It, mm-hmm. Where if it was an individual, I'd be like, you can chance it, but I like they got too much to lose, yeah, to keep it in there. And the office is so important to what they want to do, mm-hmm. right? That thing made Netflix stupid. Money. Yeah, there was a time where that's all I watched on Netflix. They don't want the bad press, and there's plenty of other episodes of The Office, right? Uh, but Diversity Day is up there with one of my favorite episodes of TV. Uh, one of my favorite moments in television history of life is mm-hmm. the basketball episode of The Office. Oh, yes. That's well, another one of my favorites. He yeah. picked Stanley. The way Stanley <laughs> dribbled with one hand and the other hand went up. And Michael said, oh, oh. <laughs> And then Kevin's jumper was wet. Yes. At the end, it was just perfect, man. Yeah. I mean, Stanley 
dribbling that basketball, I about <laughs> peed on myself. It was, why does his hand go up in the back? Oh, Stanley so is so sassy. Funny, man. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and then there's show, the thing that's interesting, Chrisette Michelle, uh, it's the chair. I know. Chrisette Michelle said this about on, on the Terrell Grice show. She said one of the reasons she struggled so much with her uh, inauguration decision mm-hmm. is because she couldn't stand in her truth. Yeah. Right? She was saying that if she believed in herself and stood by, she thinks it, she would have handled it differently mm-hmm. or at least been able to withstand what happened. Mm-hmm. There are shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that have episodes that are a thousand times worse yeah. than The Office, and they're never coming down because that show is like, this is what we are. Yeah. This is what we do. And some of those episodes are like, that's like TikTok darkness. Yeah. I mean, but then there's some that are just really funny. Charlie ordering milk steak, <laughs> milk steak with, <laughs> at a restaurant with jelly beans. Ew. It, he was sweaty. He had been eating cheese. I can't, ex- out of context, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, I just want to say I get it, The Office. You got you got other things to worry about. Absolutely. Uh, on the topic of, I don't know if it's race or whatever, but Deion Sanders, we very rarely talk about sports in here, but this is one that I think it's interesting. Uh-huh. Deion Sanders took over as the head coach for Jackson State uh, University, which is a HBCU, mm-hmm. and he ends, apparently, he ends all his meetings and games like this. I believe in you, and you know how I always end it. Now give me my thing. <laughs> Discussion on Twitter was about how a black head coach, yes, <laughs> a black head coach can interact with black students and athletes at an HBCU in a way that no other coach can, right? And how he'll be able to recruit in a way that other people just will never be able to do. I mean, he is Deion Sanders. He is also Deion Sanders. <laughs> okay. Who, Outside of everything I said, yes. he is also prime time. Exactly. One of the coolest players ever. Exactly. But even outside of that, mm-hmm. this, yeah. that, if I'm an athlete, you know I'm a finely tuned athletic machine. Yes, you are. I'm a finely tuned athletic yes, machine. Yes, he is. If I'm a four-star, five-star recruit coming out of high school like I was until I tore my ACL, I was going to the league. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Straight to the NBA FL. <laughs> they were fighting over me. What do you want to come straight out of high school to the NFL camp, or do you want to go to the NBA first? You know, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I but I had a know. double ACL tear, and I was in a wheelchair for months. My career was derailed. <laughs> but if I had it over to do again, and I was still a five-star recruit, and you gave me the option to be my full black self, right? It's hard to go and play for, you know. Coach XYZ right. at, at Big State U. Right. Especially right now when we're having a, a difference in mind about black culture and blackness. Yeah. Right? And I've always said, especially in basketball, if the black kids who are the top recruits decide we're now going to go to an HBCU, 
HBCUs are now going to the national championship. At 100%. 100%. You're from UK, you know. I, listen, I know we got the, we always got the top of the top. And there's definitely a thing about just HBCUs. I mean, one of the reasons why I regret not going, but it is what it is. I wouldn't have met my husband if I hadn't. Um, is that there is something about being able to be your authentic self and then people understand what that is. Yes. Not having to explain it, not having to have it um, interpreted as aggressive or. Right. Or condescending or mm-hmm. demeaning, being able to be assured of yourself, yeah. assured of yourself, and it just being that, that you are a confident person that is assured of yourself. And um, also being able, even with having a black head coach, even being able to be vulnerable. Yeah. And, and knowing that, like, okay, my coach has my back. I don't have to be this, because I, I do actually feel for student athletes um, because what they're being asked to do, no no one else, uh, professional athletes don't have to do. Yes. You know, other students don't have to do it, yes. uh, which is basically have two careers, an athletic career and a, 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 a student career going on at the same time. And so they're expected to be these machines at all times. Yes. And they are dealing with real life stuff, just like any other student, Absolutely. just like any other black person. Yes. So being able to be vulnerable and um, be in a place where you're not okay, you know, I'm not saying that no other race of coach would be able to be empathetic or understand, but you can assume that a black coach that actually has his players, um, uh, what is it? it what is it when you want to make sure somebody's okay? Their well-being. There you go. There you go. See? I was about to say that. They're going to understand. Like, (laughs) I know what you're going through. Well, listen, Denzel has a great quote about what culture means. Mm -hmm. And somebody had asked him, uh, what's the importance of having black directors on black films? And he was saying it's not necessarily just that. Uh He was saying that. Best interest. Thank you. Thank you. He was saying that when... uh, he was saying Steven Spielberg could have made Goodfellas and Martin Scorsese could have made uh, Schindler's List, right? But when you are a Jewish man, mm. there is a certain something about Schindler's List that Martin Scorsese might never get. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain something about growing up in Italian culture like yeah. Scorsese gets that Steven Spielberg won't get. Right. And his example was if a black, uh, say Steven Spielberg directed a black movie, right? Mm-hmm. He directed you in, you know, Angel Comes to Town, part mm-hmm. three. Um, he was saying you could do a great job, but a black director will know that if the scene's about Easter Sunday, he will know what the hot comb smells like, right? Because he would have lived it. And I think that's the difference. And not even a black person, I won't know about Goodfellas like Martin Scorsese right, would. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I matter of fact, we learned a lot about we learned a lot about culture through movies anyway. But it's a topic for another day. But I think that's what Dion will have, and other coaches. This is not just Dion. It's just Dion is more prominent than almost anybody else. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, wow, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a video like that where the coach. Now, a lot of times coaches allow that. Yeah. Right. The locker room music to be hood or black or whatever. But they're not the ones that before we leave. <laughs> you better play my theme song. The, is that YG, right? My you, nigga, my you, nigga. You, you really asking me, Angel. Who? <laughs> You're asking me, Angel. Who is that, stage you. crew? My my nigga, I think it's if YG. If you sing it again softly, you my think nigga, you'll get it. Nigga. You're like, ah, nigga, my nigga, my nigga. But you also, what you're missing with Dion is that he's had to perform on the field. Yes. Had, so no telling what songs he was listening to to get himself 
to yeah, perform. So he listened to his own music. Remember, he <laughs> yes, made music. He did. I don't think he was listening to his own music. To <laughs> Prime be honest. time. I think he was listening to other music. So he's like, I know what's necessary yeah. to get you in the right headspace, to get you feeling like, hey, I got this, or I got my team, or whatever. So. <laughs> You know, where some other coaches that might not have, you know, had the type of success as him don't have that type of, like, for me, Kev knows, when I am backstage or before I get ready to go on stage, y'all know one of my favorite rappers, Waka Flocka, talks to my soul. He gets me ready. He gets me hyped. This is the reason why I can go out on stage and try to bring as much energy as possible at the top. If you give me some Celine Dion near, far, wherever you are, I am not going to give my best. I just think it's so funny of uh, how much you know, how much of a person you are, what I know of you. Uh-huh. And the person you're just like, now who I'll defend? <laughs> Mr. Flocker. Mr. Flocker! I go, you go so, you go hard in the paint, yes. one would say. Who else could get away with just yelling their name? Flocker! 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 To be like, uh, you know what? Uh, turn the mic on. Let me just, I'm going to just yell my name in the mic over and bow, over again. Bow, bow, yeah. bow, 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 One of the bow. best things about Walker is he said, I'm not a good rapper. Mm. I'm not great. Love him even more for I it. just, I, I respect him. I'm telling I've said this before. Knowing your lane and what you do well, he said, man, I just want you to turn up. Turn up. And you there's, need that and you turn them on. And there's so many trash rappers that are like, yeah, I'm killing the game. I'm one of the best. Me, Jay. Uh, me, Hove. Lil Wayne. And you're just like, what? Walker's like, nah. But I bet you're going to be lit after hearing what I said. And I just, I love it. So that's what I feel like Dion is doing. He's like, listen, y'all trying to get lit? I'm going to be the one to get you lit. Okay, and I, I am the, I am the type of person that that likes that. That's the type of coach that can speak to me. I bet. Some... I bet you be in there twerking so hard, you throw your back out. I be like, Coach, put me in, put me in, Coach. You need a good coach. <laughs> I love it. That's just like how Policy Genius is the coaches of uh, getting life insurance. They sure is. They're the ones that gonna get you lit and have your kids lit just in case you die. <laughs> Summer's coming to an end and it leaves, uh, and the leaves are about to fall while Mother Nature does her thing to prepare for the new season. You can do yours by getting free life insurance quotes with Policy Genius. Policy Genius, it makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Can you? Yes, you can! 50%? 50% or more! Wow! And you can save 1300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. And eligible applicants can get covered as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. This exclusion policy has recently rated was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor, higher than options for ladder, ethos, and bestow. Mm. Now, let me tell you how it works. Getting started is easy. First, hit a policygenius.com, and in minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. For free? Yeah, I said for free. 
Kevin. What you say? I'll say it again for free. Policy Genius does not add on extra fees. So this is what we want you to do. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And you know what else? What? Get right. You need to get your money right. You sure do. Okay, and chime is like, let me chime in right here. Okay. I'm checking my chime right now. And you better be checking your chime. Check my balance. Okay, so online checking accounts shouldn't cost you any money. All right? Period. That's why chime, an award-winning app and debit card, has no overdraft fees foreign transaction fees, Mm -mm. monthly service fees, or transfer fees. Listen, they fee-free is what they're trying to tell you. They ain't charging you all this extra mess. Not all that hullabaloo. They have over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at locations like Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, and more. That's more than top the top three national banks combined. Let me tell you about these national banks. Tell they, them a thing or two about themselves, Angel, because they done got up there and sat up there and got haughty, and, and they ain't been out here changing the game. these fees. You go to an ATM, the ATM charged you $375 to take out some money. Then the bank that you bank with charges you because you didn't take out money from one of their ATMs. So you charging people about like $6,000 $7 overall, and all you did was take out a 20. That's all and you it, did? And it didn't cost you $30. 3790 This it is crazy, but Chime said not today. You can send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. No fees for you or cash out fees for them. What? <laughs> Let them now, now, I don't know if y'all heard that. I can think of quite a few electronic moving money systems that charge fees. If you want to send something to them, they say, "Hey, let me let me hold, let me hold $50. You going to have to send 55 because they going to take that money from oh, you." Oh, there's a there's a couple companies that going to cost you a, a good percentage. Mm-hmm. They over there robbing the robbing you blind. I'm robbing you blind, but Chime is not here for it. So let me tell you what we want you to do. It's time to say goodbye to hidden fees. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes only 2 minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started today at chime.com/sk. SK. That's shop.com slash SK. SK. Here we go. I'm about to give you these disclosures. Listen carefully. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank in a member's FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any all-point or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Again, that's Chime.com slash SK. SK. All right, we're moving on. SK. SK. There you go, Cam. Get in on this. (laughs) Deadline Hollywood reports. Yes. Oh, my God. A show called The Activist. The Activist. A competition series that features six inspiring activists teamed with three high-profile public figures working together to bring meaningful change to one of three vitally important world causes, health, education, and environment. (laughs) The celebrities are Usher, Priyanka Chopra, or Chopra, I don't know how Mm -hmm. her last name's pronounced, and Julianne Huff. I'm telling you, when I I think of fighting against racial injustice, I think of Usher. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you think? That's what I think of. Well, here's my confession. I don't think of this show as a good opportunity. (laughs) Oh, yes. Making a show called The Activist. 
the, a competition show. Listen, it's stupid. And even the white girl, what's her name? Julianne Huff. I have never. She did blackface in a costume. Did she? A couple of years ago. Are you serious? Yes. That is wildly inconvenient. I don't know this Wahite woman. I never She was on Dancing with the Stars. She was one of the dancers. You sure she did Blackface Angel? Come on, look oh it up, Kevin. Gosh. Do you see it? Halloween catch your she wife. She was doing up orange is the new black and was playing crazy eyes. Josh, put this picture in. When you get it, Josh. <sighs> yes, she did Blackface. <laughs> look up Julianne Huff and <laughs> this was recent. What I said, Kevin. Oh, Josh, I just put it in the docket. When I research, I was researching this oh, this Jesus. topic and I was like, Julianne. I. <laughs> Julianne. That is just wildly inconvenient. They were like, perfect. <laughs> you. You. First of all. Ah! <laughs> no way. Yes. She really did. I, she really that. I didn't did know who it. that was. Yes. Um, yeah, she's. Uh, the, I'm telling no, you. I'm not calling Cam Josh. I'm talking to Josh for when he's editing They're like, it. his name is Cam. I know. Cam, Cam's not editing this. Y'all just hush. <laughs> you always I, think you know. They, Patreon, you don't always know. I'm talking to Josh because oh no. he gonna listen. Corporate America, I got it. Stop. I, you, um, the entertainment industry, uh, the powers that be, love that Julianne girl. They love really? her. They want to put her everywhere. I've I think never she seen was, this woman in my was life. Was she the lead in Grease? The re, the live, the live version of Grease. I've never seen Grease. You know what I know? The remake. They remade ooh, Grease. Ooh, ooh. They did like a live. The I've never seen live it. Grease. I failed a quiz, so I have to say that I've never seen Grease. Now. Yes, okay, they said I was right. They love her. She if had, your notable work is Dancing with the Stars, you don't know him. That, I mean, Dancing with the Stars should not be your notable work. Well, the thing is, is because she got to work so much because of it. She had uh, double mint commercial, not double mint Wrigley's. Yeah, Wrigley's double mint commercials. They love to use okay, her. I've never she seen making this. so much money. She was in Harry Potter. Her really? main, in 2001, she was in a movie called Burlesque. Never saw it. Leading role in Footloose, Rock of Ages, Safe Haven, mm. and then Sandy in the live production of Yeah, Breeze. I was going to say, she got Sandy. Yes, she did. They love her. Oh, she's blonde hair, blue eyes. Yes. Oh. She can do no wrong. Blonde hair, blue eyes. She can do no wrong. And she got a cute little body, abs all tight, and she can do splits. And so, you know, that's making the men the power that be. Giving them a rock hard. <laughs> On, y'all know what I'm saying. Um, I, but back to the show. I think it is not. This is what I'll say. If I were thinking about it rationally, I will say, okay, they were trying to make something that draws more attention to causes that are important because we got enough shows that are nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of shows. Like one of my favorite nonsense shows is a uh, not Wilding Out, but um, Wipeout. Like, we got shows that mean nothing. It. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that are competition shows. Why about shows. Just a Good Time? It's, oh, you should I see laugh people get to the smacked point. into water. I'm in tears. It's hilarious. Yes. So we got a lot Japanese of... Japanese version is better, and I don't mean to be that guy. But no, they They are. go way harder than the Japanese oh, version. Oh, yeah. They be I think throwing they're these trying people, to kill people. They be throwing their bodies <laughs> around like rag dolls. They are trying to <laughs> kill people, and I love it. <laughs> um, so, if I'm looking at it rationally... I think, okay, there are a lot of shows that are about nothing. Let's make a show that draws more attention to uh, great causes that people don't know about, right? Uh And people love a good competition. However, 
the two end up becoming, it cancels out the other. You know what I'm saying? Yes. When you are trying to draw attention to a great cause, but then your main premise is to make it a challenge, it kind of takes away the cause just being important because it's a cause. Now, mind you, you know, there are a lot of celebrities that have, like, I'm giving away $10,000 to, um, you know, write an essay for yep, whatever. Yep. Like the uh, you all will see on the food show, there's a young lady who has a farm that uh, Beyonce gave her $10,000 for her to be able to use this not to grow or work full-time on this nonprofit yep. uh, farm. So in that way, it's kind of like, it's kind of a competition because she had to write an essay up against other people, but a whole show where I'm sure there's going to be eliminations, yes. there's going to be uh, things dramatized, there's going to be a bunch of salacious stuff because that's how television is. It just... It kind of mutes the good that I think the show was trying to do. I agree with that sentiment. Also, some things shouldn't be gamified. Right. Right. I think activism, when people are literally dying in yeah. the streets, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's a good time to gamify this. Like, yeah. you know what we need right now? Like, how do you gamify? Are we marching? How long can you march for the Black Lives? Mm -hmm. And this guy, he marched for 12 hours. Are you setting up like setting up protests and whoever yeah. gets the most? Like, when you gamify things like that, it's uh, you're walking a dangerous line. Yeah, It's like how a lot of people end up, you know, you start with activists, you know, the term celebrity activists. You start with people who we're doing the work, and I'm not. I'm just pointing out a lot of conversation, not harboring on any individual activist. Uh huh. Uh, and activism becomes your life work. Then people don't want to see you. It doesn't. People don't want to see you seem like you are monetizing activism. Right. Personally monetizing yeah. it. Yeah. Like raising the funds for whatever the cause is, and then redistributing that. That's fine. But when it seems like, well, you know, what I'm saying you got to slide me a little piece, or I got yeah. to live. And it's like when your life is activism. Like I understand the thought of you have to live. Yeah. But it's like, how well do you live? Especially when you're campaigning. Especially like you're fighting for Black Lives. A lot of our activism currently is in response to people dying, literally dying. Yeah. yeah. So it, it the the jump is you're profiting off of the death or the commodification of Black Lives. Yeah. And that's hard to sit with as a Black person and. See people make money off of that. And I'm only saying the black because, you know, I only speak for black people and black. I don't speak for black people, but the black interest things are to me. Like, I don't know if the Indian community is mad at Priyanka or why he people are mad at Julianne. But I know that black people was like, oh, sure. Now, what is it? It's also it's like three people. But I'm not saying I know their interest outside of their work. These are not three people that come to my mind when I think of activism. Like a show that I would potentially appreciate more than something like this is possibly like um, if they set grassroots organizations up with other major activists that have been able to grow from grassroots to help like like help them like figure out things, you know, because when you're starting up a nonprofit from the beginning there's a lot of mistakes you make especially if you're pouring all of your money into it yeah. so a show that would be a better concept would not be a competition show but it would be a mentorship show where like oh this organization in Detroit that's trying to come up with ways to get clean uh, well in Flint trying to come up with clean way, uh, ways to get clean water pairing them up with someone who has been able to do something amazing like uh, building waterways in like a country in Africa or something. Yeah, I'm just yeah. making up spitballing and 
regardless, these companies or these two organizations will be given money to go directly to their organization. Yes. Instead of documenting activism, it sounds like what you're talking yes, about. But yes. But not gamifying it. I well, feel like because this is entertainment, and unfortunately, entertainment sacrifices all of the actual important parts of activism. That they're yes. They're going to cut all that out of the edit because it's not entertaining for people to watch every night. That right. is. That is a very concise thing. you can't theme. trust the large, mostly white studios to be like, oh, no, we should put this out because this is good content. Now they're like, well, is it, is it getting us the views we want? Yes. Right. They'll catch some heartwarming moments because that part is part of the story. Like uh, Extreme Home Makeover, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to catch that part at the right. end when the right. family comes across. Uh-huh. Thing. But crying. you don't necessarily want to see every nail yeah. hammered in. Right. You right. want to see your house sucks. Mm-hmm. We're going to change it. We fix it. Your reaction, yeah, and that's the, and I think what Cam said is is the most eloquent version of saying you're gonna make it seem like. And the thing is, here's the other part that especially people who are on the actual ground get frustrated with. And this is not me. I'm just I, this conversation comes up a lot. Say you're the activist, mm-hmm. right? You're the actual person. Mm-hmm. Celebrities come and overshadow. The work that you are actually doing, right? And oh, this is a show, and then they—it's like the Olympics almost, mm-hmm. in a sense. You come in here, we build this big thing, we do this. Three weeks we're gone, and that dog gone. If you've ever seen, there's documentaries on what happens to cities that host the Olympics. Mm-hmm. These things be dare leaked after. Yeah, I mean, just wasteland. Yeah, homelessness is like all kinds of crazy things. Mm-hmm. But once some cameras are off, nobody cares about what's happening in China right now. The oh. Olympic facilities, right? We're right. on to the next one. So I think. I think Cam said it best. I don't trust that Hollywood will handle with care these no. things. No. Because there's not a, it's not entertaining. It's just work that really needs to be done. Yeah. And Hollywood don't care. They're just it's a money making machine. Like it and is. an appeasement. Because now they can be like, see, we're putting out content. <sighs> yeah. It's even better. Oh yeah, they get to put a little feather in their cap. Like, oh, we That's did this better. thing. We did this thing. You see? And, and nobody well, watched it's a distraction it. So because most of, most of content is distractions. So right, yeah. now we're going to distract true. you from what we're actually not doing, which we should be doing. <laughs> right. Well, we're actually Remember when not we said doing. we pledged billions during the Black Square night of June? No. Well, we're going to we make didn't. six episodes of The Activist. Right. And that will just have to count. And there you go. <laughs> and there you go. I would, uh, I would, I mean, I will. Uh, completely apologize if I am wrong and be like, oh my God, this show actually did a lot of good. But it already seems like it's not. But based off of your cast. Right. Based so, someone's of already that. done blackface. Right. Um, that's like, just we're, a already, terrible, we're starting. That's a terrible pick. Based off your cast. You've already alone. shot yourself with the starting gun. Absolutely. Right. No... And also, the stage crew is calling Cameron Camtavion. Uh huh. Ma'am and you, sir. They didn't gave you a couple Cameron of Cameron is his name. We ain't blacking it up. Oh, he is just Cam he is Cam. or Cameron. They're okay? like, Cam Tavian <laughs> is on the mic. Uh, the other thing about the industry, and this is, and I, I can say this as an owner of an app and a creator, what people say mm-hmm. they want to see and what people watch are often very different. Oh, yeah. Right? People complain. This this is the problem BET has for the longest. Mm-hmm. People want BET to be the beacon of shining light for mm-hmm. black culture. So they don't want to see love and hip-hop and, you right. know, uh, Bad Girls Club and all that type of stuff on BET. Right. So Viacom, which is like, okay, we'll put love and hip-hop on VH1. And people, and by and large, black people watch that content. We complain about how we're represented and all that type of stuff. But then when you make shows that are... Uh, 
heartwarming and docu style and you highlight nobody cares like jocelyn's show as as refined i'm not saying everybody but as refined as we say we are right when jocelyn get up there and that girl say double homicide people click and watch that <laughs> like let me see let me we and listen we all want our wipeout. i'm just saying a lot of times what our actual viewing habits are and what we say on social media are very different. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, we've got to take some ownership as people because BT is like, what do y'all want from us? Y'all right. want to be every piece of content for everything. Y'all get mad at us when we make these shows, but when our competitor goes and makes it, you watch it. I, you are so right because I, I want to say it's either uh, uh, Love and Hip Hop. One of them is like one of the highest rated Absolutely. or watched reality TV shows. Absolutely. And, the, and it is... And it is trash. I actually don't watch them. I tried, and I was just like, oh, this is making me nauseous. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I ain't going to hold y'all. When Flavor of Love came out, that was my favorite. Well, it was groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. It was new then. Making the band... uh, Well, that was amazing. When Diddy made them walk to Brooklyn for cheesecake, Cheesecake... when Fred and uh, oh, you uh, talking about the first one with the, the rappers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I watched all of them. I watched I, I, Danity I watched Kane every too. single one of them. I, it got really good for me at like Danity Kane and the guys. The, the day day twenty six. Yeah, day twenty six. Oh, twenty six. Because I actually got to see them get better. Also, one of the things about day twenty six, the funniest thing in reality TV show history, when they had them battle R and B each other. When they were like, oh my, <laughs> oh do we come? Oh do we come? Battling yeah. another singer with. Yeah. You gotta want it. Michael Bennett, you gotta want it. You are basically crooning another R&B singer but in battle format. I was like, how you that, They did a lot of, oh, we go. Oh, do we go. Brian, do the end of the road. He holding can back. Can't let, can let you go, 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 go. Do you realize what you're actually doing? You doing you belong to me. You're doing the J. You are performing to me, sir. I And it was like it. 12 on each side. Yes. It was great. It was the Jets and the Sharks. A crew it off. Was West, it was West Side Story. 100%. You can't do that with R&B. And if you do, you cannot do Boys to Men. All of a sudden, my vision became so clear. Everything I needed was right here before me. Big Mike lost all that weight. He got better. He sure did. You would have thought he took classes on Skillshare. That's how good he got. He was out there studying. But you can take Skillshare if you can't get on making a band. And you can learn how to get better at the things you want to get better at. You can learn how to explore your curiosity and take classes in an online community of creatives. Mm -hmm. Right? Bless your soul with all the things that you can take. Every human was born to create. That's Whether right. you picked uh, last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or in grade school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meeting, with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth okay so i recently took a class with this black designer um actually i 
was watching it on the plane. It was so dope. It was about uh, designing your space on a budget. Mm. And so he was talking about how um, you can have really dope accent pieces. Like if you, it's your bedroom, that's where you're going to spend your money is yep. on the bed. Yep. That's right. And then you can match up stuff and building things in threes to mix up height and things of that nature. Watch the whole series. It was so... Um, it was dope for me because we're designing or decorating our house now and trying to figure out what our aesthetic is going to be. But even things like that that you think, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go look at a display at Ikea and figure it out. No, you ain't got to do that. You could go on Skillshare and take amazing classes. Obviously, I've told you all about some other classes I've taken. Taking the class on how to... Um, Stop Killing My Plants. Um, that's not what it was called. But it was You're about... the son of uh, Sam. It was about taking care of in, um, in-house plants. I'm taking a class on how to make different drinks with green tea because I love me some tea. Okay. I've also taken a class on um, TikTok for everyone, which helps really? you... Really? Mm-hmm. It helps you with storytelling on TikTok and how to come up with the story, how to shoot it, and how to edit it. I Listen... I'm 41 years old. That's so, what good, good, clean 41. I'm a good, clean 41. So some of these apps, they're not as easy for me to figure out. And TikTok oh. is one of them that be Listen, evading you be, me. You be looking over your glass. Now, how you get the... Uh, <laughs> How do you get the tactics okay. to, uh, <laughs> to do the thing? Then do I add hashtag it? <laughs> I want you hashtag. I want to, you sound like Tab. I, I want to do the renegade, renegade, renegade. That is what I feel like. And don't nobody want to help me, but Skillshare said, Angel, we got you. They ain't going to make you feel bad about they it, which not. is key. And you don't even have to leave your house. You're able to do this at the comfort of your own home or wherever you are. As long as you can log into your premium account, you can take these wonderful classes. And they also have some live classes that you can take as well. So whether you're a dabbler, or pro or a hobbyist or a master, you're creative. Discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. Experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So this is what we want you to do. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com and get a, oh, excuse me, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash SK. SK! And get a one-month SK. <laughs> free trial of premium membership. That's one month of a premium membership at Skillshare.com slash SK. SK. Now, stage crew, you... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Cam. SK. Thank you. Y'all gonna get enough and tell me what to do. Now, usually when we're in our studio, Josh goes on a single to Angel, and when she's doing the ads, I'm looking for the next story. Mm -hmm. Y'all think I'm on my phone playing tic-tac-toe? I'm looking for the next thing. Well, so sometimes the show you'd be playing pool, but... The, but that was because time. Tony Baker was mourning, Okay. That's the only person I play pool with. He is mourning. And I'm going to be there for him. If you don't want to be there for him, that's fine. I'm here for but him But in all my the time. way, he want to play pool with I'm me. And my friend is in mourning. I'm going to take my turn, Angel. Uh -huh. I'm not going to apologize for it. He needs me right now. <laughs> Does he need you? He needs me right now. Does he need Y'all going to get enough of fussing at me here? We don't got enough space. Cam can't. He don't single her out. Just hush. Y'all watch it live and then hush about it. Stop fussing, Kevin. I know. I love them so much. Damn That's why the stage crew, they, we so close, Damn they just feel like they could just tell me uh, anything. And I'd be can. like, sometimes y'all don't know what your dog on talking about. I thought that about. I should let you Come know. On. They had so many good songs. Yes. Yeah, so damage. You can be the one to know. And how, how you gonna, gonna fix it, fix it. Baby, Baby I, I gotta know. 
as I'm listening to these lyrics, what a that's a ridiculous proposition. Uh, absolutely. Why that's, is it my responsibility to fix your damage? That's she. That's because she's that damaged. But what does that have to do? You need that, to do the self work. If she's the songwriter, she's that damaged that she's like, you fix it. Maybe she's singing it to a counselor. She better be, but if she wasn't, they ain't doing this to the counselor. <laughs> That's to a boyfriend. I let you know, Dr. Schmidt, the damage, <laughs> damn, so damn, so, so damn, damn How are you going to fix it? No. How am I going to fix it? Fix, maybe I'm going to No, do your own self-work. I'm out. I'm Johnny from Married at First Sight. You're damaged. <laughs> this is previous baggage. Okay, Music Soul Child got a good song about... Uh, what is it? Oh my God! What is it about baggage? Uh, previous cats, previous cats. Music social. I got a song called Previous Cats. Let me. Erica Badu got a song. This it's is what, called Bag Lady. Oh, you sounded good. You gonna miss your bus? No, you gonna hurt your back. You can't hurry up because <laughs> you ah, got too you're much just making stuff. Up new words. That is the second verse. Thank what you. Did you say? Bag lady, you got too much stuff. You can't hurry up because you got, I mean, bag lady, you're going to miss your bus. You got you to hurry up because you got too much is. stuff. I know that's hard. You know, this previous cat. This is what Danny DeCane needed to listen to. Music child, music child, <laughs> music soul child is singing to, to Danny DeCane. And I'm going to sing with him. This video ain't going to get monetized now, but sing, I don't care. Sing, sing it, Kevin. Sing. Here we go. You ready, Danny DeCane? First things first, girl, recognize who is with you now. Second thing, second thing. Can't blame me for how you were treated before I came. Who am I not, girl? I'm not Stephen, Anthony, even Lee, War, or Ivan. Dang, girl, I've been right there for you since day one. So, where is all this coming from? <laughs> I'm not to blame. For the pain that was caused by previous cats, yeah. Who had your heart before me. Not my responsibility. Not to blame for the pain that was caused by previous cats. Try to see me for me. What is with all the questioning about where I've been? And why must you roll your eye when I say she's just a friend? I knew before. It's not like I call you Sabrina, Pam or Tanisha, Andrea either. Girl, we go deeper. No, I'm not to blame for the pain that was caused by previous cats. That was caused by previous cats. Previous wildcats. I don't know what those young ones did. Insecure, but I think you need to let it go. Oh. 
Falsetto. Let it go. Don't let your past get all in the way. Cause what we here today may not be guaranteed tomorrow. Oh, I'm not out of line, just speaking my mind. When I'm saying that, you're causing too much time for another brother crying. Girl, you fix your own damaged heart. Her previous. <laughs> For the pain that was caused by previous wildcats. People, people in your life. You really did this for three and a half minutes. <laughs> you don't got to. I'm not standing up. Getting the rest of my. Gotta see me for me. We needed a better help ad today. Daddy Decane, you get in your own therapy and fix your own stuff. You ain't out of breath. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Unruly Cousins in a nutshell. If you've never seen the podcast, that three and a half minute segment of song plus Daddy Decane. Yeah. That's Angel and Cal. Pretty much. In a nutshell. We want to end on something light today. Let's do it. Here's a question for you, Angel. And you're a, you're a TV actress. You've watched ah, some television I as well. I saw this question. I don't know if I know the answer. Okay, I don't know if Cam, I have the answer. You join in on this. Ooh, Here's I've the thinking. question. You've been thinking? Yeah. You talk about the, tra- the yeah, tragic? I, no, no, no. The Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is this question at? It's um up higher. Higher. No, no, no. Oh, the other way? Higher, yeah. Keep on. This is before him. Oh, before D. Ah, here it is. Yeah. Okay. What character in television history suffered the most tragedy? Who had the saddest TV run? I've got a couple for you. Give me, because maybe that'll that'll help me okay. think of somebody. The first one I think of, and you haven't seen the show, and I please, I want you to watch it. The Wire. Wallace. I figured it would be somebody from The Wire for you. The Wire. I knew. Poor Wallace. Have you seen The Wire, Cam? I've seen parts of it, not okay. the entire strategy. Mm-hmm. Wallace was just a young kid, okay, mm-hmm. growing up in the Baltimore projects. He was running with Avon Barksdale's crew. Essentially, I don't want to spoil the whole thing for you, uh, but he was he was he didn't have the the heart of steel mm-hmm. to be in the game. In a moment of weakness, Wallace got scared. Mm-hmm. Okay, he didn't snitch. I got somebody. Go ahead. All he did. Was take a mental health break. Oh no! He went and stayed with his grandma. And what happened? And they thought because they couldn't find him, they thought he was going to snitch or he was weak. And the reason why it was so sad is because Wallace he took care of his his little brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when he was murked, they made his boys do it. Ah, oh, Bodie God. and Poot had to murder Wallace. They weren't even like that yet, mm-hmm. you know? But you know how the game is. You know how yeah. the streets is. They're going to send it. If it was me, it, it gonna, the angel going to kill me, okay? Mm-hmm. Angel is going to be the friend. Melissa would never do it. Mm-hmm. But angel, they'd be like, you kill him or we kill you. And angel be like, well, he was my unruly well, cousin. <laughs> he's lived a great life. <laughs> he's lived a great life. He went to Europe. He said yes. it all the time for Amar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's my first submission. I'll take yours before I give you my second one. Jon Snow. 
I feel as though Jon Snow suffered more than anybody. I always say Jon Snow had the plight of a black woman. Do you always say that? Yes, because I feel like he saved the world and then they shunned him off to the wall. They said, go on. That's what they do with us. Come save us. Now get in the back of the line. He he I, lost all of his family, didn't even know who he was, could have been living as royalty. Sure could have, or could have been dashed against a wall. One of the two. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had to, in order to save the people, kill the reigning queen, mm-hmm. which all of them wanted to happen. But yeah. when he did it, it oh, was like, everybody's how, upset. oh, how dare you? You've got to be said. We won't kill you, but we'll send you to purgatory, basically. And for he you got about stabbed to... in the back. He got stabbed. In Literally. The... He said. And Ollie, you freaking ungrateful jerk. Mm-hmm. Little Ollie. Remember Ollie? I don't know that name. That he... little kid at the wall who stabbed him, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, they, they was, like, handing him. off the mic. Yeah. The, the nine, I mean, cat, the other... cat, cat. Then they all stabbed them him other up. people was against him from the beginning, but he... Ollie was his boy. He was brought back to life just to end up saving the world and having to go live in destitute. I think the only thing about it is... What? I think he was happy north of the wall. He was like, y'all take all this crap. Because I don't want. I don't want. And never want. I don't want to be king. But that's the shame. I don't want it. That's the sh- that's the shame of it. That everybody else could be able to live in glory, but they were gonna give him a living hell if he did. But the only thing is, at the end, I think he got what he wanted. No. All things being considered, Mm-mm. what do you think he wanted? That's like people saying, black folk like to live in the hood. That's what they want. <laughs> they want to be around each other, living in the hood. <laughs> that. that is exactly what it is. They like but living north have, of the wall. He had his girl up in the north, Egret. Uh, uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. He he had good memories. She died and turned into a I zombie. I must say, she's dead. She did be dead. <laughs> memories? He can have memories south of the wall. He don't want to be south of the wall, man. He would because people were gonna kill him regardless. That's he true. had just the unsullied really took it personal uh, that he killed their mom. Uh, we don't have no penises. Yeah, that's why the uh, unsullied uh, gray worm he was finna get with Mate Tadilla. What you gonna do but eat that cat? Now he was fine with that. He ain't gonna eat that cat. He got no. He gonna rub that. He nub. was happy with that. He, he was a like. Clit. <laughs> yeah. He was like, listen, it it works. Just touch my ears. I don't care. How did the unsullied pee? Um, they still have urethras. I think. Mimic, so they had no penises or balls, or they just. I don't know if they took the. Can you cut the balls off and live? Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, Lance Armstrong. He ain't got no balls. So what do they have then? I don't know because they didn't show it. They didn't show the anatomy. Probably like a no. Wait a minute, did they? Did they probably show? No. They never showed it, no. They didn't show a bush, just they a bush. They probably just a little bald, coochie. I'm sure. Listen, no, humans are hairy. creative. They, they probably oh, got Oh, yeah, away. they would have scissored. Yeah, so he was he was probably happy. Yeah, castrated. So they just didn't have no balls. Okay. Oh, they had peen? I think so. No, but don't the balls supply the blood to make the peen no, hard? No. no. Uh, the body supplies no. the blood. No, the, the balls the are just for the semen. semen in the sperm. Yeah. So that did they get the balls in the shaft or just the balls? I think they might have just. If it's castrated, you just the balls. You just the oh, balls. Oh, he's fine then. He's like, come on around and train. He's about to get his unsullied <laughs> peen. Yeah, so he, so he didn't live a terrible life. But Jon Snow, probably, I was pissed off the way it ended uh, because of them sending him North. He really never the wall. He, he never got a fair shake. He never did. He just went off with that uh Duke process curl. <laughs> Not Duke. That's what it reminded me. I said. All right, Cam, who mama. you got? Uh Will from Stranger Things. I feel like he got a bad Oh a bad man. He was, he was gone for the first season in the uh the upside down. And then he's possessed in the second season. And then in the third season, no one wants to be friends with because like, he's like missed so much of his like childhood now. Yes. He still wants to like play D D and they're all like, nah, we're into girls now. 
And now that oh. he moves away at the end of the season. Oh. That is so true. That sounds so sad. Of all the kids, man, he and he's a kid. He's yeah. a kid. Oh, the second thing balls. they came right back to him. They had all them other kids. They was like, "Nah, you again." He was like, "I uh, did it though. I was in this in the upside down for the whole season." No, man, he got a raw deal. That sucks. Okay, here's my second one. That's fantastic, Cam. Cam I think you're in the lead. <laughs> the other one I think is Jesse from Breaking Bad. I've he only had a good the three thing episodes going. that were free Okay, on you're the still plane. missing Angel. I just Here's the thing about Jesse. He was just a low-level drug dealer selling meth mm-hmm. on the side. Mm-hmm. His chemistry teacher comes in and we're going to make a lot of money and his life just goes to cr- You know what I'm gonna, I don't want to spoil the whole thing for you. It's okay. You're not going to watch it, are you? I want to try, but how many hours I got in a day? I have to review 50 million shows for podcasts. I don't have time for leisure watching. God, it's, so, it's such a shame. It is. I know, right? Oh. Well, for well, since you're not going to watch it, spoiler alert if you are going to watch it. Jesse, man, he just some people just want to sell low-level drugs. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't want to be Pablo Escobar. Right. Some people want to come home. And also, this is a random thought. I kind of want to make this into a movie. Or a sketch or something. You know who they don't talk about enough? Henchmen. Okay? Mm. The henchmen of drug dealers. You know, like the guys who just walk yeah, around with go the guns. And kill folks. Them specifically. Not, when they die, what happens? They get buried. But the family is like, these guys are not rich. They're just going to work. There's no hazard pay. Mm-hmm. Is there I mean, a Batman's meeting? beating you to a pulp and then you're going to crawl guy, home? One of my favorite jokes on Twitter right now is Batman is just beating up mentally ill people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. He's he a is. mentally ill person beating up. He is a yes. mentally ill person beating yes. up other When they get arrested, they go to a psychiatric hospital. You are so right. Leave them alone. He is just here. beating up people. They don't got the good drugs for them to help regulate their system. So everybody just running reckless in these streets and the lights ain't on. They need to pay the electricity bill. It's too dark in Gotham. And plus, Batman's so rich, he's putting his money in the wrong place. He'd he be really helping is. Gotham in so many other ways. Now, listen, and he also, would probably invest in the activists. He'd be like, oh, yeah. he'd be all over that. Oh, Batman was so full of himself. He was. Just get over it, you, you jerk. <laughs> and also, if you commit crime at 3 p.m., you're getting away with it. Yeah. He's not running around yeah. with the suit on at 3 p.m. He's mm-hmm. in the he's board He's in the board meeting. room. Yeah, yeah he's, board he's, he's, Cal- he's Jeff Bezos, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Playing around with our lives, beating up mentally ill people. Man, let it go. And Mr. Freeze got a raw deal. All he wanted to do was save his wife. That's another one who, tra- well, but it was a movie. It wasn't, sorry. We'll take a movie since you only had one. I was going to say The Joker. Well, he's in Which TV one? show. There's enough TV shows of the Batman villains. The specific one I'm thinking about movie-wise, The Todd Phillips, the with Joaquin. Yes. Yeah, he got he got, he he got beat up and they broke his sign. Off yeah, I mean his yes, life sucks. They just completely tore legitimate it. why he became who he yes. became. Breaking the sign was so unnecessary. <laughs> then he got fired yeah. for the sign getting and broken. Everything was terrible. I understood why he shot. Uh, what's his face in the head? Uh, and, those oh, guys, when he shot those guys, I was like, I was like, yep, there you go. Those the, the guys on the train. Yeah, I was. Listen, there's a lot of white incels who were just like, I think this we, is we've me. We've met so many people like that on the oh places like that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The funniest thing about that movie, and I know it wasn't intended to be funny, he killed them and went into the bathroom and praised them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just did a dance to total oh, praise. He was Lord, lyrical dancing his butt off. Liturgical, I, I mean. Will live. Why are you praying? And he was so elegant with it. He was. It was Mine, beautiful. I... But this is why I have always, in high school, I was nice to all of the... <laughs> 
all of the people that were in high school that you knew had mental illness. Because yeah. people would make fun of them. And oh, I'd be man. like, don't do that. They they have, they are doing the best they can. Yeah, I was I was the same way. I just. I was so, the same way. And that's what I'd be thinking. I'd be like, and then when you keep doing that stuff, you end up with a joker. You do. You mm-hmm. end up with somebody shooting you in the head. And that those guys, they were pricks. And they work for Wayne Enterprises on top of that. Yep, that's what they Freaking get. Freaking Batman. Anyway, <laughs> we got to go. Josh, you are missed. I hope you're enjoying your golf. And you know he and is. And you're truly uh, uh, my pineapple uh, seltzer. Yeah. I mean, he just thinks he's better than us. He does. Mainly because he knows how to play golf. By the way, Josh wanted to come and be like, I'll be there. And I was like, man, take your vacation. Yeah. You don't will. have to be here every time. He's like, I feel some type of way not being there. I don't think he feels any type of way other than relaxed. Yeah, not when you're on the links. You know he's having a cold one right now. Oh, yeah. A brewski of Modelo. And that's uh, not because he's Mexican. He really do be drinking Modelo. Oh, yeah. He's talking about his Tesla and the stocks <laughs> that he has. And he's stuff got a like white that. glove on. Uh, yes. It's pretentious. <laughs> It's pretentious, Joshua. Josh. A little cute self with your little dimple. I mean, not dimple. uh, Little mole. He's adorable. um, Fade. I'm doing a campaign for him to grow a man bun while we, until we finish our album. I want to do the man bun. He was really close uh, a couple months ago. Uh He hadn't had a haircut in a minute and he was right there for the taking. I think it's going to, I think he's going to do it until. Pull it back. It'll be a great for the documentary or the making of. Yes, but Cam has been such a wonderful asset. Cam, thank you so much. Got in on the conversation. Cam just fits in so well. He does. That's why he's here because he's he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we love you, Patreon. Uh, We will see you. I don't know when we're doing the bonus episode yet. Probably Uh, Thursday. Just we'll figure it out. Uh, but until Thursday. then, uh, if you're on Patreon watching this right now, we're getting ready to do Married at First Sight. So give us about a five, ten minute break. And then Marcus and Angel, I mean, Marcus and Melissa, Melissa will be in here. Yeah. We'll do Married at First Sight and then we'll let you go. God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you at the conference. Bye. There's another thing There's another one. There's another thing There's another one. There's another one. Here's another bang of fire. Fire. Uh, uh, uh. Here's another bang of fire. Uh. With my boy Kev on stage. And that chick angel.